0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sustainable Pixel Podcast. And today I'm joined again with my friend, Rachel. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining. Yay, thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm super excited because today the episode that we're going to be talking about is going to focus all about decluttering. So decluttering, I first heard about it when I heard about Marie Kondo with her Netflix special Tidying Up. And, you know, this is a little bit late to the game, I guess, because um, her Netflix special premiered like the beginning of 2019. And she, you know, was really famous for her art of decluttering and just being able to teach people how to be more organized in their life. Um, But I really first heard about her through the Netflix special only, like, you know, the year before. And I know, Rachel, that you've known about her for a while. You've read her book, and I feel like you embody this whole decluttering habit. That is so sweet, because my closet's messy. uh, Yeah, but I I feel like every time I go to your house, though, like, it's just, it's so organized you know it's like everything has its like place and you know there's not like a million things a million boxes like piled up I just, I have so many boxes everywhere and it's just it's too much
1: I it. <laughs> no I tell you I have a lot of boxes.
0: gives me anxiety though and you know I guess it's like it's different because it's like oh like I come to your place and I'm like oh it's so organized compared to my home no <laughs> and- and then you're like, no, this is, like, not organized enough. Well, I hide everything in the in the closet. <laughs> so I have,
1: like, a list of things that I still want to get through, but we won't talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, like, for my first introduction was, like, through the Netflix special, but you have read uh, Marie Kondo's book before. So, like, tell me how you've learned about her and also, like, what you took away from reading her book.
1: Nice. Thank you. Well, I, I heard about the book because I think I was at a Christmas party, a New Year's or Christmas Eve party. And then her book was one of the white elephant gifts. And then I was looking at it after the person who won it. And I was thinking, oh, this looks like such an interesting book. You know, it's about decluttering. My sister, my older sister is like a pseudo minimalist also. So I've kind of, like, been introduced slowly and gradually to the concept of minimalism or owning less material things or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, since maybe high school is when she really became a minimalist, sort of, and that was, like, 2000, 2008, maybe, around that time, and then, like, throughout – steadily throughout college. So – um Anyway, so I saw that book and I thought, like, oh, that looks interesting. Plus, it's like it's it's called um, it's called the life changing magic of tidying up, and the subtitle is the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. Japanese, I want to read that too. And then I um, I didn't actually read it there. I actually I don't think I fully read it or ever read it because I don't own it. I think I browsed through it in Urban Outfitters that around like when it came out. Um, a couple. I don't three or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I, I browsed through it, but I also was like, you know, I, going along with that minimal, um, I don't know, mentality. I was like, I don't need to buy this book. So I i didn't purchase it, but I listened to the entire audiobook on YouTube. And that's a thing that someone can do if they don't want to purchase another book. I mean, you can also rent it from a library or you can buy it if you want to, but um, it's more like a how to book. So I feel like as long as you you take the steps and like um, the information that she's giving you, I didn't personally feel the need to own the book, but I listened to the entire audiobook. So um, that's my introduction to, to her book and followed her organizing tips basically. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got introduced.
0: Nice. That's super awesome. I love how you actually connected it to like not needing to buy the book because that is really important right like you're not buying something to have like an extra thing like an extra object you were making sure that like oh you know you could listen to it on youtube that's a non like physical version and that's actually really important to think about too like when it comes like being a minimalist and making sure that you don't have an excess of things that you don't need and that also actually connects to like a sustainable mindset of just like okay like you don't need the book because like you know create like having the book too like there were resources that were used in order to actually create it so I I love that you know you're you're so naturally like sustainable too like without even trying it's great that's so encouraging
1: and maybe it was also that I couldn't you know, that I was like a student and I wasn't working at that time or something. <laughs> but, Being broke definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, that contributed to it too. But um and I'm all for supporting, you know, shopping small and supporting locally and, and even like makers like her, I think that, that what what she's contributing and gifting to the world is beautiful, I think, of cleaning and organizing so so that one can enjoy their life and enjoy their loved ones and have more time to you know spend time with their loved ones and um invest in experiences rather than the time it takes to de- to to organize or find something or whatever you know i think that that's a great message the book is worth investing in i'm just that was my personal experience <laughs> i i listened to the <laughs> book. but um yeah, and that's a good thing to think about, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's super awesome. I also love the way you framed it, too, of, like, you know, the gift that she's giving to the world of, like, you know, organizing, like, you get your time back, right? Because you don't always have to worry about, like, um, putting things away or, or, I mean, like, you still have to put things away, but, you know, just making sure that each thing has a place to go so you're not, like, constantly worrying about where it can fit um, and mm-hmm. that it doesn't and then it causes, like, problems, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think like with decluttering, it's like everyone has clutter, right? Like everybody has clutter in many different ways. And I feel like it also mm-hmm. brings into like not just like your physical stuff, but like your emotional state. Cause I know for like myself, I have so much stuff, right? Like I have so many things. I'm a hoarder, which is like a good and a bad thing because I'll take things because I think like, okay, like I'm gonna find a use for it. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But I think actually, like the more important thing is to like, okay, well, do I actually have a use for it? Um, and like, should I, should I take it? Or should I like let someone else who will actually use it, take it? Like, especially if it's like something free, right? Because um, mm-hmm. that's always right. All this free stuff. And I was like, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I'm trying to be a little bit more disciplined on that. And, you know, with like, you know, COVID and like, you know, 2020 being home so much, I'm, I've been very much stuck in my room for such a long time, staring at all of my clutter. And I think this is like the blessing in disguise for myself, at least I'm, I feel very lucky to be able to work from home um, and super like big blessing, but also like, too much stuff.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and it and i don't need it you know like it's things that i've like held on to since i was a child you know and mm-hmm. and i think it's like important to Um, remember I had all these things and I was a different person when I bought all these things or acquired all the things Mm -hmm. in my life and I have to go through them to see like do I really need these things and Mm -hmm. to try to find a home like that that the trying to find a home part actually though has been a really difficult part for myself at least it because like as like a sustainability professional like Mm -hmm. I especially like focused on waste I always Mm. want to make sure like you know this doesn't just go to the garbage I want someone to take it if I have to I will try to recycle something if it looks like it can be recycled but Mm. like I'd rather somebody use it right um, so that it can actually like be used for yeah like whatever the purpose was of whatever the item it is Mm. and it's like that that was like my personal experience of just like, you know, seeing all my stuff and realizing like this is too much and it gives me anxiety seeing all mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm, and, you know, I don't want that. No,
1: I'm, and I, I, I agree with you too. I have,
0: it gives me anxiety
1: anxiety as well. And then there's some points for me though. Um, what, what I'm work, working on personally is um, that surrender of, you know, this is not perfect or whatever, but I'm content with what I have and I um I I I don't have to get rid of everything right away or I don't have to use up everything that I have right away for my own personal experience because I have so much sometimes I have so much anxiety um regarding like my closet or something that's not organized. Um Mm -hmm. but I like how you were just practically saying like it, it for for practical terms, yeah, it is a good good to think about. I like how you explained it because I'm trying to learn to be less um, anxious about things.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually really like that because I think I stress myself out way too much, right? Like thinking I have like so much stuff and I just need to calm the heck down. Oh
1: yeah, and for our purposes, though, for this podcast, like it's a good thing to to address like what we do want to clean and declutter because that's like the purpose, you know, and, and it's, it's so helpful in so many different ways. So yeah, my mind was just like, Oh, don't, I hope you don't feel shamed or something. Because sometimes I
0: that's important to remember that, right? I think that we especially like when we're critiquing ourselves, we are our own worst critic. So it's actually important to like, okay, like, recognize your shortcomings, but also like, don't, Like tear yourself down, you know, when you're already down,
1: right? Beautiful. And you weren't, you totally weren't even tearing yourself down either. You were just being honest about your, um, about feelings, emotions, anxieties, thoughts, or whatever. So that was good. I'm just always like, oh no, I don't (laughs) want to.
0: I started overthinking. No, you're okay. It's important though to like recognize everyone on like where they are in their own journey too because it's like it's more than just like their own journey um in like decluttering or whatever it is it's like being able to recognize like okay like what is your capacity right yeah. to be able to actually even declutter right. Um because I, I feel like I always have that issue where like I even for myself like I have lists <laughs> of things that I need to like declutter like right. that I need to go through right. I have like a bunch of papers like a bunch of my old school stuff like and I'm talking like all of my school stuff like from oh. kindergarten oh I have
1: a box of that in the garage mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I have a lot and I was like I already cut down a lot of it I cut down like k through 12 for the most part I still have a lot of stuff from high school and a lot of stuff from college so I was like mm-hmm. that's my next step mm-hmm. for me personally I think time is what helps I think time yeah. had like the more that it passes I'm like okay I'm sure I really like appreciated all of that information that I learned at the time but you know after a while you're kind of like well I don't really need it and I don't need to and I don't look through it right because right. <laughs> that was my rationale right to keep all of these notes or like whatever it was know. from my school days and I was like nah like practically I don't need them so it's like over time I'm like okay I can get rid of this. I don't need it now. Um, and so,
1: right. yeah, that,
0: that's for me personally. It And that is important, right, to recognize because like, yeah, we have like a lot of stuff. And so it's, it's very slow to be able to tackle everything that we have. And so I think that that's also important to recognize
1: beautifully said i think everything that you said i agree with <laughs> right now <laughs> to recognize one's own capacity and we're all we all have different capacities as well so to not shame ourselves when we're trying to declutter or with our goals and also to um be gracious with ourselves and one thing my boss always tells me too is to um be real and and as a coach like as a good mentor and like a a design coach or whatever you want to call it. She, she said, um, she gave me the advice to be realistic with your goals. I know you have maybe high goals that you want to set, but sometimes we don't have the physical capacity Oh, like our energy will literally give out, you know, I get migraines mm-hmm. and I start throwing up or, you know, that that's like very drastic <laughs> if it goes crazy or like just generally sometimes you want to just treat yourself. You want to relax. You want to watch TV, be with your family and not be quote unquote productive. And that productivity or meeting your goals doesn't, you know, define your value or your worth. And that's something that she was trying to ingrain in me. And um, intellectually, I have internalized that I'm trying and I want to continue. But there's also personal goals that I'm like, oh, I want to achieve this because then it proves that I'm capable, you know, so it, so there's always like a struggle, but yeah, um, yeah, that's good to point out your capacity. And I think what you said and, and, um, and giving grace to ourselves is very important in our journeys of, um, decluttering or just any goal setting in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's super important because, you know, even with like decluttering, it's like you, you, if you're overwhelmed, you have to set like the smaller goals. I think this is also just like in productivity, right? Like I think decluttering has really like opened my eyes to a lot of things. I actually have a friend who really loves Marie Kondo's book of the life-changing magic of tidying up. Like Mm. she loves it so much and it literally is like the number two book for her after the Bible is literally, I'm quoting her like what she says. And she's like, oh, you know, decluttering is more than just decluttering stuff because Mm -hmm. of the anxiety that you get. Like you need to declutter your mind in order to actually be more productive. Mm -hmm. And so it's like if you are overwhelmed by all of your stuff, that's also not productive either, right? So making sure that you do like the small steps and the small boxes of things Mm -hmm. that um that need to be organized and whatnot. And so once you get that win, it kind of motivates you to keep going and to keep decluttering Mm -hmm. because like we did that and it was easy and it wasn't so bad. It's kind of like peeling off like a Band-Aid or something, right? Like Mm -hmm. peel off the Band-Aid, and then once it's done, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then the healing begins.
1: Oh, beautiful! And the healing begins. That's so true. What your friend said too. It's not just decluttering, and what you're saying, it's not just decluttering your physical things, but your your mental clutter with that, because psychologically that takes up so much space, and we're anxiety or, um, it, or also just kind of um, affects our concentration and our ability to work and. To be productive too, especially if we're working from home, mm-hmm. that physical space and environment that we're in, and the visual clutter is such a big impact on our, um, you know, on our our focus and our attention. And then cleaning that also can just release a little bit of that energy, so then we can focus that energy more on on getting things done, enjoying our lunch, being mindful while we're eating, resting, mm-hmm. communicating better like all Mm -hmm. the different things.
0: Yeah, and just like being present, like how you were saying earlier, you're able to just focus on where you are, like with the action that you're supposed to be doing, whether it's like eating or spending time with loved ones. You know, that's really important um, in terms of just your overall health, which is like crazy to me that like this can connect to that, right? But I, I feel like a lot of us, especially people in the US, like we don't think about how like our stuff affect our mental well-being right yeah and like everything like places are are bigger here right like than other countries like we have more space right and yeah and for us we're like oh we can store it in like the closet or Mm -hmm. we'll buy a storage unit or something say that right which is so yeah, it's not like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like a good use of space if you really think about it. Like, mm-hmm. sure, it's like good for, you know, college towns or something where students like, you know, don't have a place to live and then they can store that stuff temporarily. But like, mm-hmm. that's also the point, right? Like those things are only supposed to be there temporarily, but because like, there's just so much space where like, oh, like we need like a bigger house, a bigger whatever. Mm-hmm. And then fill we it like- something. Yeah, fill it up. And that's like mm-hmm. also a problem. I feel like it kind of retrains us to be like there's this space here and we don't need to fill it We've that not. is like a key right
1: right we feel the need to fill it but actually if we fill it with that negative space i think it it opens up mentally and emotionally too it gives you kind of calm and peace it opens up the imagination and possibilities for to for being more creative really cuz you're not kind of suffocated by visual things that you see all around you know
0: oh Wow, that I didn't even think of that. I I feel like I'm I'm not like as creative of a person, so I like don't think about like how to s- kind of spark that creativity too, right? Or like to enable it to flourish. So that's a really interesting point. Um but I also wanted us to circle back to decluttering cuz earlier you actually sent me this list of these 18 points on decluttering. So I was wondering if you could talk about those.
1: So the 18 points were from I uh, actually don't know if they are if she had eighteen chapters or eighteen rules. She anyway, Marie Kondo writes different rules for her KonMari method is how she calls it. It's she combined mm-hmm. her name, her Mari method of decluttering and organizing. And um, I found this list. We can find it online, but I found it on someone commented on a YouTube video, so I copied that. And um, mm-hmm. from the audiobook, that is these are basically the steps, so I'm just going to go with it. Basically, she gives a set of rules for her method of decluttering and how this method kind of works um, and makes a lasting impact rather than, you know, when, when we have spring cleaning where we annually clean and then a week mm-hmm. later it gets dirty or messy or we forget, you know, we leave our things out.
0: Yeah, so something that isn't just like you just put things away. Like this is something that is more, I would say, um, impactful, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. In, in terms of like trying to like change. I would say like kind of changing your own behavior, really,
1: uh, mm-hmm. or like your natural
0: instincts.
1: Hmm. Hmm. That's a beautiful way of putting it. That's a great way. That's exactly what it is. It's like her, it's kind of her lifestyle adoption, I guess, of her mentality for cleaning, tidying, and then living how you want to live, basically. One thing I will say is I'll just, um, I guess, touch on a few of the points that I, that really spoke to me and resonated with me. Um, and that I really liked. And they're also the very first beginning steps of the Komari method. So if someone's just starting decluttering, they can start with these steps. Cause this is exactly how she starts. And, um, These were the most effective for me. The first one kind of goes along with how we were talking about our physical space and how that environment affects our work, affects our productivity, our creativity, our ability to relax and all of that. Um, And the first step is to think about before, before decluttering, before starting organizing, before touching anything, think about the goal that you're tidying up for, define the reason why and visualize your ideal self and the purpose of why you want to declutter. So basically, when be beginning, she recommends visualizing or just creating a mental image of how you want your ideal lifestyle or home to be. For example, I'm writing it on a piece of paper. For example, I want to come home and make home-cooked meals a few times a week. I want to have a streamlined wardrobe with pieces that I love. Mm. Now I want to have free time to read a book that I've been wanting to read or do yoga. Mm-hmm. She even gives a really specific exa- example, drinking chamomile tea in my favorite mug in the morning. <laughs> it's like very specific. And she yeah. Says, yeah, this speci- specificity is exactly what you're looking for. You want your goal or, or um, end purpose to be as fleshed out as possible because this final goal keeps you motivated when tidying or when organizing and it also I think like it personally provides a lot of inspiration like when when you want to declutter. So like I know you and I were talking in the very beginning of summer. And even last year, when we were both talking about decluttering, and you had your Gantt chart of what you wanted to organize, and your, how you wanted your TV and this computer to be a monitor for your work, and you had like a very productive uh, men- mental picture of how you wanted everything to be. And then you said, oh, I want to go through my junior high I'm sentimental items. I want to go through the mm-hmm. hair clips that I have from my childhood, all these things that my parents gave me that, I, that I'm never going to use, but... <laughs> you know, that you appreciate and that you really loved, but maybe now you don't need them anymore or something. Mm-hmm. And I had the same thing how I'm living with my parents. This is going to be my bedroom, but it's also going to be my work design studio. I mm-hmm. kind of want to have an, an organized art set. And then I want to have my clothes all in maybe a rainbow order or some, something. I don't know, if something very specific. Mm-hmm. And, um, she said fleshing that out or visualizing that, Ideal image of how you want the end goal to be is the, basically the very the the thing that will keep you motivated when you when you get discouraged. Mm,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah, so that's the first one, and that's what I found. Like, I I like doing that personally, writing down goals in the every year. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of every year for the past three years, my three of my friends and I, we were all in a small group at church. We always do a, a thankfulness list, a list of five things or three things that we are thankful that God did in the year. Then we do three hard, difficult trial times, and then three areas we grew or something, and mm. a, maybe a list of three goals that we want for the next year. Mm. And yeah, and I really like it. We call it like vision casting, not fortune telling, <laughs> but like, you know, we're creating, we're creating like um, the vision that we want for the future and also asking God to kind of lead us in, in um, achieving those goals or um, leading us in however he's, he's wanting to grow us or mature us or, or take us through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really good reminder of all the things that God's done for us and like all the hard, hard times that we can talk about. We're all reminiscent. Oh my gosh, I remember this. I remember this breakup. I remember this. Um, you were looking for a job. Oh, you got fired from a job. It was so hard. We were crying, and then um, we think, "Oh, God took me here, and oh, He provided a another job for me, or He provided, um, you know, this this new internship, or all these different things." And it it kind of re- reframes our mind and gets us motivated for the year. And that's kind of what she says to do in the very beginning. And I I really like that.
0: Yeah. No, that's like one like a really great habit to do (laughs) that I think that's awesome that you know you do that with um with some friends so it's also like you know keeping that accountability as well not only just reflecting on yourself of like you know all the great things that like God has done in your life and then also keeping accountable for whatever goals that you might have set and yeah no I think that's that's really great um and all of these things that we've talked about like they're just really good. Habits to build and to have, right? When it comes to like really any part of your life, so I think like that's really great that that is like the first point for like this like method of decluttering.
1: Hmm. I I yeah. I thought that was brilliant that she did that, and I think it also helps her clients too to personalize the decluttering process so that they don't feel like they're forced to get rid of anything. And her process is very intuitive and very very personal. Obviously, her mantra is to only keep items that spark joy. So her whole um, thing is, it could be like the raggediest shirt in the world, or this messy pants. But if it sparks joy for you, then you keep it, you know, she's kind of like, mm-hmm. that, that thing. And so in, um, that, that's her, her um, philosophy. And so by beginning with that inspiration vision board or vision list, it it really like personalizes the process for the individual, which I like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's good. And that's really important because it's, you know, like we were saying earlier, like it's just your decluttering process is very different for each person. Right.
1: So you definitely need to
0: make it like work for you, right? Because there are so many different conditions.
1: Right.
0: Something that I might find like like if it's the same item and we've had it for the same amount of time or what or whatever it is. Um, but I find joy in it, but you don't, you know, like then you can throw your item away mm-hmm.
1: and that, but I will
0: still keep mine. And I, something I also remember was like, oh yeah, like don't tell other people what to throw away, which is also a hard one. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Ah, like we have too much stuff, so we all need to throw things away. Um, but you know, like, it's just, I guess, light encouragements for other people if you live with other people that have too much stuff and you would like them to throw the things away that's one i need to work on (laughs) that's a really good one positive yeah just a disclaimer though i'm still a work in progress too i'm saying all these things but just i'm not perfect that's so so
1: encouraging yeah yes so yeah yeah i i i love that and yes that's another point that she says as well later on Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: is to focus on your own items rather than another person's, and I think that also helps too. Because then we, a lot of times we're focusing on other people's things because we want to control things when we feel anxiety or we feel things are out of control. Mm, well, yeah, in our be- own life, right? Right, and things, and sometimes things, you know, are other people's possessions they are out of our control so we can only control yeah. what we have in our own lives just the goal of decluttering in general to achieve that that um the the end purpose whatever the end purpose might be to to drink that mug of tea with peace you know to to um to read that book without like anxiety or stress whatever that goal is it it really does give you more control over your life in general once we declutter which is i think the point which is
0: another freeing result or outcome of it. Yeah, no, I love it. I also love that like you brought it back, right? Because that's like the first step that she like offers. And then it, it's like remembering what is the end goal, right? Like remembering that all throughout the entire process and all really all throughout your life, I think, is something something that you need to remember and that you constantly need to remind yourself because it's like if it's not worth if it's honestly not worth your time, like just don't do it. <laughs>
1: right girl that is a that is something to remember we know we be stressing too much over things some things in our lives sometimes but it's so true what you said uh,
0: yeah it's like funny because i'm like oh like this started out as decluttering now i'm almost like is this just like a <laughs> philosophical
1: <laughs> sorry i don't know
0: <laughs> no dude all the points that you're bringing up
1: yes it's becoming that it's like a philosophical. it's so true um
0: yeah Yeah, it's like (laughs) funny because like I I don't mean to like cut you off on this, but it's just like I Mm I I, it kind of reminds me of just like the whole like minimalist like movement or I don't know if if I should call it like a movement or like yeah um, they
1: call it I guess yeah because it's just like movement.
0: Yeah, it's, like, the minimalist thing, it's, like, a lifestyle change is literally how they kind of market it, right? Because they're, like, you're being a minimalist for everything, like, all the stuff that you own, the place that you live, even, like, people, which kind of sounds… No, that that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, important, right? Because you want to just have the right people in your Mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. to like stay sane like make sure that you have the right people in your life who will encourage you but also you know like admonish you like you Mm -hmm. know in a loving way right Mm -hmm. and have you reach towards your goals and it's like a lifestyle change of knowing like you don't you're not bound by like this thing you're not bound by this person's opinion of you and it definitely connects Mm -hmm. to like Sustainability, but I think that Mm -hmm. anyone can really connect to it. It's definitely not confined to just the sustainability bubble, which I think is also kind of a beautiful thing about all of this that we've talked about so far. It's not everything is just stuck to its own category, and there's a lot of connections where you can Mm -hmm. make with just so many different issues or personal things that you may be going through. Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. So, bringing it back to decluttering, I want to bring us to our last point that we'll talk about, which is the gratitude part of the Kamari method.
1: The gratitude to her whole philosophy, and I think that also is why it's so positive, and it's it's more, it's more, it's very joy filled and hope filled rather than shame and anxiety filled. You know, a lot of times decluttering is like it's you guys have we have so much declutter so much stuff to get rid of and like this tv show hoarders mm-hmm. it's just like a spectacle where people are watching hoarders you know what i mean i think this is more i think that's why it's, it resonates so much too
0: yeah american tv like they just like show you all of like the bad stuff
1: like like great i feel better about my life at least.
0: <laughs> yeah like hoarding i even think yeah. about like Um, storage wars, right? Like where there's all these storage units of things that like people left there because they didn't have enough space for it in their house, right? And then it's entertainment. And it's like, no, okay, like maybe we shouldn't really be encouraging all of these bad habits. Right.
1: Because it'll internalize, like no, for real. And then it internalizes that judgment that we have on Mm others who are
0: watching it to our own lives, which, you know, just like naturally that happens. Yeah. And no, I think that's like really like the nice thing about like especially for you know in the u.s and just like mainstream media of like having a netflix special with uh Mariah kondo like that is helpful because it shows you a like good habit to have and it encourages other people to like do the same like it's inspirational which is really nice is. yeah so yeah no like i think um that honestly like everything we talked about like decluttering it's just uh, I honestly feel even a little bit better (laughs) right now like I feel like I have a little bit of a weight uh, lifted off my own shoulders of just like even talking about it and just kind of like going through like our own experience Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. decluttering and I think that that has been super encouraging (laughs) so thank -hmm. you so much Rachel for like talking about it with me.
1: Thank you, Shirley. That is so sweet. Thank you. And I feel the same way. I also feel um, the weight lifted too. And I feel lighter.
0: Yeah, no, it's like, it's amazing, like how this can be so helpful Mm -hmm. to even just talk through like our own clutter and our own like experiences. um, And also it's connection to like everything else of how it connects to like our mental well being and all of that. Um, So yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. it, this has been this has been really fun. And, you know, everything that we touched upon today in terms of like decluttering, like it's really only a snippet. This industry, it's so big. Mm-hmm. Like there's professional like decluttering organizers. We only touched upon like some of Marie Khan points. Like there are so many different points. Mm-hmm. And you can read her book if you're interested. If your library is open, like try to find the book and rent, uh, borrow it from them. And there's also so many resources on the internet these days. So if anyone is interested to learn more, like look up all of this, like decluttering Maria Kondo, like Mm -hmm. um, the Netflix special, so many different resources. So yeah, thank you all for just like listening. I hope that was helpful in some way. I just hope that you can start your journey in decluttering and continue to listen to more sustainable pixel podcast episodes. Yes. We're, I'm going to try to get as much content as possible out. And so I hope that you're interested and go ahead and follow me on Instagram um, and like and subscribe, I guess, to the, um, to, the ep- to the episodes. I don't know if that's actually how it works, but I'm just going to say it because I think that's what people say. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah so works. thank you so much. Thank you again, Rachel, for joining. Thank you,
1: Shirley. It was so fun. It was a really good topic in combo too.
0: Yeah, and stay tuned for more. Bye, everyone. Bye. Now, if you liked this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on the platform that you're listening to get notifications when I have new episodes out and share this podcast with anyone that you think might like it. I am also on Instagram and have a Facebook page, so I would super appreciate a follow and a like. I am at SustainablePixel on Instagram and on Facebook. Go ahead and search the Sustainable Pixel Podcast and you should be able to find my page. So thank you so much and I hope you all stay safe, continue social distancing, wash your hands, and make good choices. Bye now.